Welcome to Transcendent. I'm Joe, and I'm the dad. And I'm Raya, and I'm the daughter. We've got a special guest back here again that we had a while back, my niece, your granddaughter, Maya. Yes, she was so popular with the last podcast that we had requests to have her back again, and here she is. Hey. She is a Generation Z, which, uh, if I want to sound really cool, she says Gen Z. <laughs> I think that's just what people say. Yeah, I know that. Abbreviation. I just thought you'd get a kick out of the fact that, that the grandpa says that. <laughs> Okay. Oh, okay, Boomer. <laughs> <laughs> and, and now, actually, you're not even technically a baby Boomer. Well, but that's just technically. In my head, I am definitely a Boomer. In my head, I'm a Millennial, so... Yeah. Yeah. Although, okay. yeah, I'm, I'm trans-Millennial. <laughs> well, there's certainly a lot more happening in the, in the, in the Rainbow Universe. Community. In the Rainbow Universe. There's so many people now that are coming out mm-hmm. in high school. Of course, when I was in high school, I don't know anyone who did. And there's a lot more people coming out now. Are they coming out because it's becoming more acceptable and that's who they really are? Or are some of these people coming out because they think it's really cool or it's trendy or I want to shock someone? Or uh, what are the reasons? I completely can say that I don't think there's one or the other. It's not a obvious straight answer, but nothing's straight here. <laughs> For sure, a lot of people are coming out more because it is acceptable and it's a lot easier. And the reason that not lots of people came out when you were in high school is not because there weren't gay people when you were in high school. It's because it wasn't acceptable to be gay or anything. So I think that's definitely a huge reason. But just like everything else, there's always going to be those people who are just doing it to jump on the trend and get attention. And that's just always going to be the case a little bit. Now, I want to play devil's advocate here, actually, because even if it was a trend... That's nothing to say that it would be a bad trend. In Completely. fact, I would say it would be a very positive trend. Let's imagine for a moment that there was a world in which people would make fun of you for being an artist. And then all of a sudden the trend changed. And a lot of people who didn't have very artsy style and didn't have much, they didn't care much about art. But because everybody else was being an artist, they thought, you know, I'm going to try this out a little bit. Would that be a worse world or a better world than the one before? I would say it's a better world because some of those people will say, you know, I ended up not really being much into art after all. But a lot of people will express who they really are and they wouldn't have otherwise. I don't believe that it is just a trend. I think there's a lot more going on. But even if it was, is that a bad thing? Well, I wonder, too, I can hear people legislators, politicians, and things saying, well, now, wait a minute. Are you creating somebody that they were just in it for the fun of it or to get attention? But are they in it now for the long run? Can you go home again or you can never go home again? It's so much of a spectrum rather than 
yes or no, do you cross the line into LGBTQ or do you not? There's so much acceptance for not only being part of the community, but just expressing yourselves in different ways that have not previously been acceptable. Now you can show how you feel and what you think and how you want to dress and all these things without being anything You know, Dad, with your hypothetical politician, I would turn this right back around to them and I would say, you know, that's exactly what the situation has been on the flip side for decades, centuries, I don't know, for a long time anyway, up until now. The trend has been, well, you should act as if you're straight. Right. And are people just putting on a show because, you know, this is trendy. Everybody is doing it. Once we take away the constraints, people are finally allowed to be themselves. There's a word in the LGBTQ community that we have coined called heteronormativity. When you've experienced it, you know what it's like to feel like people are trying to normalize you. And I put that in quotes. You're not normal enough. Start being more normal. And Mm -hmm. that pressure. Yeah. And I'm really glad that with Gen Z that we're finally seeing some loosening of that normativity Mm -hmm. so that you can be more who you want to be. Right, completely. So you see a lot more of that in high school today than you did, say, five years ago? Well, I wasn't in high school five years ago (laughs) to tell you, but... um... (laughs) If you were, (laughs) then you were really a slow learner. (laughs) Because you're still there. No, but you would know <laughs> whether honest, four or five years ago. If, four or if th- five years ago, I was more with the crowd who, not that I felt that way, but I was friends with people who were very different mm-hmm. perspectives and things like that. And I don't think I was experiencing situations where I was experiencing anything, you know, I was living in a bubble and I saw what I wanted to see. I think that's true of all of us. Back in when we were back in junior high or earlier, for those of us who are considerably older, I was in that bubble for a long time. And things started to change slower for me than it did for society in general, I think. Right. But I think I'm still young enough where I've been raised and I'm that's also who my parents are and how I was raised and who my parents surrounded me with. But from the start, I remember always being told and thinking, well, duh, obviously you gay people should have the same rights as straight people. And yeah, there's trans people and having that shown to me at such a young age, I don't remember a time when I didn't know what it meant to be gay and I didn't know what Mm -hmm. those things meant and I disagreed with it. I think I've always agreed with it because my opening to the idea was not negative. It was presented in such a way that was, this is just how things work and I was just, okay. So my question to you is, is that today about the same for junior high kids? Or have they also become more aware? Are junior high kids today living in the same bubble you were living in? I'd say no. 
but there's always going to be people, especially in such a small town. There are always going to be people who just want to stay in their bubble. But when I remember back to the few classmates who were out as LGBTQ, they were all in the same friend group and that's who they stuck to. And there was a small group of them and I wasn't part of it. Now, when my little sister, who is just coming out of middle school, talks about her encounters and things like that, there's a lot more people that she says coming home, oh yeah, this person's gay and this person's non-binary and this person's trans and this person's non-binary and this person's asexual and this person's all these different sexualities. They go by these pronouns and they've changed their name to this. I hear you saying the age of awareness is earlier. Well, the age of awareness for what? The age of awareness for the other people around you or for yourself? Because I'd say I became aware of the other people around me beginning of middle school when I actually started to encounter more and more LGBTQ people. But it wasn't until the end of high school that I was able to come to understand myself and realize that I probably am LGBTQ. Do you think that that's too young? Or if you think it's okay, what do you say to people who say, well, that's too young to consider anything like that? Well, people say that now about lots of things. They say that about marriage. Oh, you're too young to be married. But they used to marry kids off when they were like 12. So. Yes, that's true. And that was something that wasn't choiceful. That was just, this is your life. I think that there are consequences to your actions. All your actions have consequences, but not all consequences are bad. They're just exactly that, a consequence of your action. And if you come out as gay when you're in middle school and then years later don't feel that way, Okay. I feel like the biggest part of coming out is coming out to yourself mm -hmm. because it's you who's living in your body. It's you who's living with you. You're the one who has to go home after having interactions with people. Yes, what they say and think affects you, but it's you who's having to come to terms with things. So I think if your mind changes over the years, okay, that's okay. As long as you know how you feel that's all that matters. We're, We're talking about junior high here now. I think we would all agree that junior high kids can be really vicious, terrible to people for no reason at all or for any reason they so choose. Junior high kids are really tough. In fact, it's tough to keep teachers there who had teaching junior high kids. They'll say, I'm out of this. I want to go back to sixth grade or whatever. We do know that that's a tough time. So when kids are coming out in junior high, is that going to be rougher on them than it would be at any other time? Why does it matter? 
if you are old enough to say, this is how I feel and I, this is a decision I want to make on myself, you're old enough to make that decision. Well, you ask why does it matter? Because in junior high, kids can be so terrible to kids, other kids, that those kids commit suicide. That's why it matters. I'm not following quite what you're saying here. So I, are you saying that kids should not come out because, or I'm not quite following the... No, Me I'm neither. not saying that Pretty at all. Much. I'm only All I'm saying is that, is there a difference to the kids that are coming out at that point? And is it rougher for them? Is it so rough that some want to say, I don't know that I'm ready to do this yet because I'm going to get really picked on. I'm going to get, it's going to be tough. So they, they prolong that decision until the time when they think, I can do this now. I think that's something that almost every gay person goes through. Yeah. And of course, as you talk with people that are older as well, you'll be reminded that coming out is not a one-time process or it's not a one-time thing. Right. You have to choose to come out at every single time. So if you are in a same-sex marriage, every single time you choose to mention your wife rather than a spouse or finding another way to say it that doesn't cause anyone to recognize that you're in a same-sex marriage, sure. you're coming out again. Yes, I recently had an experience at work where one of my coworkers was asking me about my relationship status and who I had been with in the past and what my relationship has been like with people. I said, oh, well, this was one person I was with and this was another person I was with. And they asked me a question about that person. And I said, well, you know, her parents weren't very supportive. Well, actually, I said their parents weren't very supportive of the relationship. And she said, well, why not? And I said, because their parents didn't like that I was a girl. And she said, well, and? And I said, um, and she was like, oh, was it a girl that you were dating? And I was like, yes. And her parents weren't supportive of the re relationship. And she said, oh, well, I didn't know you were gay. I didn't know you liked girls. Like, I didn't know you weren't straight. And I was like, well, now you do. And she was like, I didn't know that about you. And I was like, well, it's not something that I just go around yelling all the time. I'm not going to meet you and be like, hi, I'm Maya. I'm gay. If it comes up, it comes up. But why do I need to share it? You are in a situation where you say you know parents who were not accepting. Yes. You know that of only in one situation, or is it pretty common? Oh, it's very common. And because of that, what consequences do you see? I see it causing a lot of long-term damage that parents don't always realize, especially because they think it'll pass or they're doing the right thing and their kid will eventually see that. Whereas from the child's perspective, I've sat with friends time and time and time again who are just sobbing because their parents don't accept who they are and how they feel. Not only does it feel like my mom or my dad or whatever doesn't accept who I am, they're so worried because everybody craves and wants so much to be wanted and to be loved. 
if you express such a big part of yourself to someone you love so much and they tell you that they don't accept that, it's hard not to feel like they don't love you because you're telling them who you are and they're saying they don't like that. Off the top of your head, what percentage would you say have a parent that is unaccepting? Well, it depends on where you're basing that on. Like, people in the world, people in no, my people school. You, you, people you know, of the people that come out that you know. In your social circle. In my social circle? Yeah. Almost all of the parents are very, very supportive. But again, I surround myself with people who agree with my But you beliefs. have definitely had some friends in that circle that did not have parents that were so supportive. Yes, yes. And they've had a real tough time. They've needed you especially more than ever. Yes. I've had to have conversations with friends, parents who didn't agree with things. That's not always fun. Has it ever been productive? Yes. Yes. I was dating somebody a while ago. Her mom was not supportive of anything LGBTQ and was very resistant. not accepting and yeah. resistant. Yes. And I know it's different for everybody, but her reasoning as to why she didn't agree traced back to religion and her religious beliefs. And I understood that. And I knew that going into a relationship with her daughter would not be easy, but I was willing and the daughter was willing. And for a while, we just didn't tell her mom because she knew it wouldn't be good. She knew her mom was going to make decisions for her that she didn't want to happen. And so she said, well, I'd rather just not tell her. And after about six months, she decided, okay, it's probably time that I tell my mom because I know that she does love me and she does care about me. And she wrote her a letter and left it on her bed. And her mom talked to her the next morning and was kind of upset and told her a lot of things like, I love you and I want you to be happy, but this is not right. And this is not what should make you happy. And this is not how things should be. I spent a lot of time talking to the daughter about healthy conversations and maybe you could bring up this idea or, hey, what about this story? Have you blah, blah, blah? Or ha have your mom think about this. And with the support of my parents as well, always being there, she was able to tell her mom more and more things and hey mom think about this mom read this article oh look at this after about two years it's been her mom is a whole lot more supportive completely has turned around I remember the daughter my girlfriend at the time crying to me saying she will never change her mind she will never change her mind things will never change and I said just wait just wait, because I promise you, something will change. It's been two years, and her mom has completely 
changed her mind. I don't think she would say that she's an ally or supports the community, but she's accepted it and sees it and has told her daughter, I just want you to be happy. And if that's what makes you happy, then I support you and I love you. And she even told me a story about how her mom said, oh, well, he or she or they or I'm not I don't want to assume anyone's gender or anything. And it was such a turnaround for me mm -hmm. to hear that because I remember a conversation where her mom said to me when I said the same, well, we don't like I don't that they I'm not going to assume. And she said, well, you don't actually believe that stuff, do you? I'm really happy for the mom and the daughter. I found out the real difference between Gen Z and boomers. And what's that? Um, and what I've discovered, you, you say differently than we do. Okay. We say yada, yada, yada. And you say blah, blah, blah. That's what you took from everything I just said? <laughs> <laughs> this is that a great conversation to have with all of us, I think with the three of us together, that we've got three different generations here. Yes. And I'm really enjoying this conversation. Maya, it's been really great to have you back. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank and, and, you. And that story is such a touching story. If you right now are going through a situation where you're dealing with somebody uh, that's slow to come around, I hope that gives you some hope. Or maybe you're in the boat where you're saying, I'm not so sure how I feel right now. We're glad to have you listening. You are welcome here, regardless of what you think. If you're not bought in yourself yet, or if you're 100% an ally and you're looking for ways, we're glad to have you here. And we also want to hear from you. If you have some comments or thoughts or ideas or questions about this, we'd like you to email us at trendescended at gmail.com. Thank you again for tuning in. We hope that we have helped you start your week on a positive foot. And we'll look forward to seeing you again right here on Monday morning. Mm -hmm.